Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 112, episode one of Dear Daily a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers Whoa. and their Coke industries and fuck Fox News. It's Monday, December 9th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. from a town known as Wheeling, West Virginia. Wrote a guy with a wind gun across the land. And his Darren Leaf exploding made him a legend. Jack O'Blowing, east to west, <laughs> go his restless hands. Ah, uh, that's courtesy of Zeitgang, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Cause I want it back, Gray. Tell me why he can't talk about Tuscany. Tell me why he got a impeach this cream. Tell me why cold brew better never go away. But I want it Ooh, oh, just chills down here my spine. in my collar. Wow, goosebumps, goose pimples. <laughs> Shout out to at Stanley Attitude for that one, and I'm guessing this is a Stanley from the Office reference based on your avatar. And shout out to Zeitgang, just TDZAK. Okay, uh, that's who I, I just said. Shout out to Zeitgang. Yeah, uh, who I do like to I mean, sh- sure. shout out all yeah. our fans. Uh, Who's that? Couldn't love the fans. Hurt. Who the fuck is that? Well, that? We're, we're thrilled to be joined what? in our third seat by what? that voice you're hearing, uh, the hilarious what? and talented. Very first face on Mount Zeitmore. What? Jamie Loftus. What? L is for the way you look at me. All right. O is for the only one I see. F is for my page on wiki feet. D is for rat teens. It's on IMDb. I made in 2017. U is for unique. Takes on TDZ. Yeah. S mm. is for Team Dry Scabs, which is <laughs> which is why I think that Beetlejuice comes. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Is that yama, of, yama, yama. Didn't try to say. Is out of my range. Couldn't oh, go up, every, couldn't just go down. Range, range is all subjective. Kind of wrapped it instead. Yeah, I think honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like what the problem was, that's, that song is not actually in your range. Right. It's not, that's they made true. A, yeah. They made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. They they made a mistake. They made a they mistake made a by mistake. not rapping it. That I was a mistake. <laughs> lesson that we all learned Why just then. he rap it? Who was that <laughs> from? I just wish. Oh, that was from Steve. Ah, uh, Steve. S-H-E. 3-3-V. Well done, uh, Steve. Thank you, Steve. He well also done, said, Jamie. I'll be honest, it needs work. And I, I think that we just learned that it does not no, need work. No, it does not. Perfect. The, the source material needs work. Perfect as it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, that's the thing that like a lot of writers of hit songs, they'll say, you know, oh, I just dashed this off in a second. I didn't put much work into it. It's a piece of crap. Uh, but it ends up like getting out of your own way. That's mm-hmm. what makes a hit song. Beautiful. Like we just heard from Jamie. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to get to know you a little bit bit better in a moment, Jamie, but first we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We now know the brand of makeup Trump uses, (gasps) among other things. Uh, We're going to talk about Bloomberg's truly revealing interview with Gail King. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Mayor Pete working for McKinsey, uh, the CIA of capitalism. Uh, We're going to talk about the president. We're going to talk about 
the Republicans. We're going to talk about Bill Barr. We're going to talk about all that shit, uh, that UPS truck driver at the end of last week. Um, Uber's uh, terrifying mm-hmm. stats. Clint Eastwood's upcoming mm-hmm. mega screed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that and plenty more. But first, Jamie, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? My search history includes this week uh, Italian pizza guy sign. Um, oh, I was looking for. Did you see? I tweeted it out. I was no. looking. I was looking for a very specific piece of Chuck E. Cheese decor from. I would say maybe the late eighties. Uh-huh. I've seen pictures of it. It was in my Chuck E. Cheese growing up. I'm like, I wonder, because now they're you know they're taking all the old shit out. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, stuff. Shout- Shout out to stuff sh- mm-hmm. as with my friend Steve. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, also, someone in Zeitgang, I just want to shout out really quick. Uh, the last time I was on and I talked about the animatronics and how I'm looking for one, um, someone in an undisclosed location who wishes to remain anonymous okay. uh, mailed me one of the guitars that appears on stage at Chuck what? E. Cheese. They were Whoa. able to swipe it. From a location. And now I have a cheese guitar. Damn. In my wall. But I was looking for an Italian pizza guy sign. And it does, I found one. I, I, had, I have to drive to Michigan to get it, so I can't have it. But it's, it says it says on it, it's Pasquale the chef. Uh-huh. Right? It said, and on it, it says, Italian pizza guy, I've got it a pizza. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then there's four pizza chefs. It's supposed to be like an album cover, like a right. platinum album called I've, 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 I've got the pizza, pizza by Italian Pizza Guy. Where is it at? Is that like a play on in a gotta da vita? Is that what it is? Yeah. I just know that it costs $350. No, it does not. Where? It costs so much money, and you can only pick it up in uh in Michigan. Where in Michigan? Oh, I was going to guess Italy because it's so authentically Italian. Italian. Very much is. Wait, where where is it? It says local pickup only three hundred fifty dollars. Um, <laughs> only in for Shel- the low low price of in Shelbyville, Michigan. They refuse to ship. Shelbyville. Where's Shelbyville? Like the Simpsons. Yeah. I'm- wow. It's right next to Springfield. Yeah. Well, I'm, who knows? I mean, you know, the Zeitgang runs <laughs> far and wide. Who wants to go on an errand to yeah. Shelbyville, <laughs> Michigan? We'll, we'll we'll prepay for it, pick it up, uh, just package it and ship it. Three hundred fifty dollars. But there's only but one. They they've got the market. I'm corner. sure a listener out there has access to something like this. If if we as a as a community come together to locate some of these cast away cast casted away items from the bygone old school Chuck E. Cheese. We can find Avogadda these things. Avogadda the pizza. Avogadda the pizza. There was a dude on Instagram, this the homie Jacob hits me up and DMs me photos of Taco Bell drive through signs. He's no like, yo, way. you want these? And I was like, bro, I would pick them shits up. Uh, the Zeking is a powerful force. Yeah. Force of nature. I mean Do you think he went out and stole them to impress you? Nah, nah, they were uh, like that guy who shot the nah, Reagan for uh, Jody Foster. Apparently, like the signs were decommissioned, and some kid who worked at Taco Bell like handed them off to his homie, and oh, he was just word. like, "Yo, I don't know, I got these signs." I oh. love it, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, what's something that's underrated? Uh, something that's underrated is uh, being a Fairweather fan. Okay, I like it. I, I was, just, I was just it's comfortable. I was just telling Miles for the next for the next two weeks I'm gonna get really into the Star Worms. Yeah, the Star Worms. Yeah, yeah, Star Worms. There, I'm a big fan until December 21st, and then oh, I yep. forget that they ever happened. Yep. I don't care about their fandom. I don't care about the lore. I watched two of them. I've never seen two consecutive Star Worms. I've seen, <laughs> I think, Worms. one from each trilogy. 
And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Are the you saying star worms or star warms? Like warms. it warms your heart. Warms it's warm heart. in okay. space. Yeah, got it. <laughs> it warms your heart to watch them. Exactly. Yes. Which is why it's just a helpful, uh, new, uh, what is it? Not pneumatic. Yeah. Mn- mnemonic device. Uh, yes. Uh, so star, yes, yes, I'm, I'm going to see. <laughs> you can't remember gonna... wars. <laughs> you have to read. Yeah. Warms. <laughs> like, star oh, warms, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Okay, got it. It's warm. There's Oh, it's star worms. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get really into star worms for the next two weeks. Yeah, you were saying earlier that you're excited about uh, the rise of Skywalker because of the character Mike Skywalker. My, Mike Skywalker, Luke's yeah. brother. That's yeah. I Not to freaking him out, but I was the one that Spoiler. bought... I bought John Boyega's script on eBay. He famously <sighs> left it underneath the hotel bed. Yep. I bought it. Mike they're going to introduce... It's kind of... I mean, I know that they did a lot setting up a female protagonist, but they really undercut her in this new one. <laughs> and the rise of Skywalker, it's Mike. It's about Mike. <laughs> it's his brother Mike. Mike. But, Luke's brother Mike. But it's, everyone pronounces it like Mike. Mike. <laughs> very, the very specific way. Where, where part of the country is that in? Where everyone says like Mike. Mike. Not Mike, Mike but Mike. Mike. Anyway, let us know. I I know. Is that Philly? <laughs> I yeah, know. I don't know. Definitely uh, I like, I don't know. on the east east side. Uh, what's something you think is overrated? Something is overrated is releasing a podcast. It's hard. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. I, I've been, so the last time I was here, I also was like, hey, my Mensa podcast is coming out very soon. Guess what? It's not out yet. You know why? Because releasing a podcast is really hard. There, uh, yeah, I've been like so frustrated this like past week and a half because I have it done. And then you have to like go on all that. You have to like submit it, get it accepted. You have to go to like pray to Steve Jobs' ghost. Yeah. And like it's. It's crazy. Well, how much blood did you offer at his at the altar? Of I don't Steve Jobs? have a lot of blood left. I'm almost completely dry. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like this time of year is a bad time to need my blood. And you're team dry scabs. I'm team dry scabs. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, okay. I'm a I'm a clotter. Yeah. I'm a clotter through and through. So I don't like to uh, bleed out. Uh, <laughs> and so I didn't offer that much. And so it's just been taking a long ass time. It's weird in the instructions that they say you have to offer a human baby's worth of blood. Yeah. yeah, but they say don't like but actually no kill a human image, baby, yeah. but just it, that's the measurement. But that's like what you should be picturing in terms right. of volume. Yes. Well, depending on which Necronomicon you learned off Whoa. of. Whoa, yeah, that's uh, a lot of syllables. Yeah, well, the third edition began to define what a baby's worth of blood is. It's about right. two liters. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I see. I could. I mean, I could spare. I, but I, I should have offered installments. Or you got to fill up a big old Shasta two-liter bottle. Pour it on Steve Jobs' grave. Imagine you. Baby's worth in them parentheses. Shasta bottle. Or Shasta bottle. One Shasta bottle. If you ring a baby out over a Shasta bottle, you will fill it. Shout out to all the parents out there who this is bumming out. The idea of someone walking around with a Shasta bottle, two two liter Shasta bottle full of blood, but with the Shasta label still on it, I get a big kick out of. It's not what you think. It's not Shasta. No, yeah. Ew, Shasta. It's blood. (laughs) <laughs> it's my blood. It's clotted. It's clotted cow blood. It's cl- oh, a, cl- oh. A, a bottle of clotted. You blood. mean black Just pudding? Yumma, yumma, yumma. What is a myth? Oh, uh, here's a myth. Uh, it's been a great year for women. <laughs> there, I was. This <laughs> is a myth that comes up every year. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, this is the year. It's been a good year. <laughs> we nailed it, guys. We did it. We let Elizabeth Banks direct this year. We did it. We're right, even. Right. 
I just found out. So I have not been really keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, the Kardashians, first of all, uh-huh. and that is I've been paying a legal fee for that. <laughs> uh, but I I found out that you know like there's this I don't know it's my least favorite current. Um, pop culture trend, but Bombshell is about to come out, right? And I'm, I'm, that's about um, the like Fox News Me Too moment, mm-hmm. right? It's the first big movie. It's about the Me Too movie. Oh, the movie Bombshell. The movie Bombshell. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, I'm excited. This yeah. has got a great cast. It's an interesting story. And then I found out it's being directed by the director of the Austin Powers trilogy. And I <laughs> ripped all of my skin off. I like, it is... Mm. It is not a great. Also, the director of Meet the Parents and I think Road Trip. And I believe Dinner for Schmucks. Who watched Dinner for Schmucks and is like, this is the guy that's got to tell the Me Too story? It just pisses me off so much. It's been a great year for guys who directed really like big blockbuster comedies in the late 90s and early 2000s, making a dramatic turn. It's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. I think, I wonder if it's because there are other. It's either those comedies or then movies like Recount or Game Change that was about the Palin thing. And they're like, right. And he directed the, the Dalton Trumbo. He directed the Dalton Trumbo movie. Trumbo. That, uh, but there's just no, like, there's no conceivable yeah. reason why this movie needed. It's not even like a, I don't know shit about Jay Roach. I'm, I hope he's a lovely person. But I'm like, that you fucking came. It's also written by a man. There's no, right. There's no, like, women. Involved, like it's just, it's so frustrating. Well, I think that's where another you, bad, another it, bad year for. Despite one. it all, like even though they, I think it's like how the studios are like, this will be a great. It's like a Me Too movie, but then they still can't get past their habits of how the industry works. It's like, yeah, get Jay Roach on it, yeah, and all, some other dude to write it. Roach has got this. He's met a woman before. It's yeah. just like, oh, the qualifying factor of being like, well, like he hasn't raped a woman, so he right. can probably tell. He the can Me tell Too the story. story. Yeah, he he un- innately he understands like these kind of power dynamics. Oh, it's exhausting. The only way you can be a female director is if you've already been a famous woman for 20 years. That is the current strategy. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. It's just like exhausting. Fine, she can direct a movie. All right. Okay, well, what blockbusters has she been in? <laughs> right. Uh, no, this is her film one at uh, Sundance? Right, yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Was she on Friends? Or? More on that later. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, exhausting. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah declared uh, another another lose for us this year. 2020? <laughs> what do you think? 2020, there's uh, there's no way. It's our <laughs> year, baby. No way it's going to be a good year. Yeah. yeah. They're also, like, there was that study that came out, the poll, where it was like, and nobody wants to vote for Elizabeth Warren because she's a woman. And and that's that. And that's that. Okay. And, then, still, and the then she started like plummeting in the polls because people were like, well, she's not electable because we're all sexist. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so How can I be sexist? I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, in better news for women, Melania Trump gets her own uh, washing machine. At the at oh, the wow. Trump household because yeah. her husband's makeup because her yeah up. her husband so we Wait, really we, yeah we have kind of an inside report uh, from the Washington Post about like how Trump runs his resorts uh, what it's like to kind of hang with him around his golf club well and uh, also just and also yeah. his makeup well and the it was the story is sort of born out of this thing about the, just the hypocrisy of his rhetoric on immigration yet he has a he's had many undocumented people working for him mm-hmm. and so they're kind of the the article is really 
uh, it's got all kinds. You'll laugh, you'll cry. The the just sort of the experience of undocumented people who've been working for him goes from sort of like it's weird that he would say stuff like this because we work for him very closely and he would right. like it was never like this. But then at, when he became president, people at like Mar-a-Lago and members would begin to like of like verbally abuse the staff and be like. They're like, what the hell are you doing here? I thought tr- I thought you guys were going to go. He's like, I might have to call immigration on you. <laughs> like uh. people are subjected to jokes like that, even if they weren't undocumented. And uh, part of that, too, was just sort of hearing from a few of the people that worked for him as housekeepers. And yes, you realize he's very, very particular about all kinds of things, whether it was apparently in his closet. He has to have six identical golf outfits laid out. Six what? white polo shirts, six pairs of beige pants, six neatly ironed pairs of boxer shorts. And <laughs> now then, the white shirts they say is because he gets makeup smudges on the collars of his white sh- yes. white shirts. But the pants, like he has to be shitting himself, right? Or I don't know. I think maybe he's yeah, just that thing where uh... he wants to feel like Cher Horowitz and Clueless, where he like opens up a <laughs> sick ass closet right. full of dope outfits. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be like skid marks. I thought it was like a skid yeah. mark. The... I don't think he would. Does he wear underwear? I feel like maybe they, he doesn't. Boxers, wear but ironed. That's the thing I never ironed understood. Boxers. Who the fuck is gonna see your underwear like that? Right. So... I've never thought I uh, underwear had to be ironed. Well, am I? Am I? Is that just a rich people thing? Like everything is iron. I think, yeah, because I was like, I don't, I can't imagine what the function of that is. Like, a, I could barely iron a t-shirt. Iron your underwear? You nah? Weird. No, because then you just sit down and your ass wrinkles. My it, ass right? wrinkles it. My butt crack wrinkles it. Not mine. My it. ass is completely flat, so it never <laughs> like wrinkles my underwear. <laughs> a cube ass. <laughs> yeah, my ass is... Jack puts on the wrinkliest underwear by the end of the day. They look like they're, they're starched perfect. and pressed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, cube ass over here. Old cube ass. Cube ass getting junior. Uh, so then there are other sort of weird uh, things of his. He loves Tic Tacs as well, but not an arbitrary amount. He wanted in his bedroom bureau at all times two full containers of white Tic Tacs and one container that was half full. That is so strange. That's weird. I don't even know what. That's like some deep. Right. Two (sighs) containers full, one half. Maybe so it always feels like you got two on deck. Right. Like you eat from the half full one. Right. And maybe he doesn't like to crack a new one, a freshie open. I don't right. know. I'm just trying to think of like how I would like my own neuroses. I would have too hard to open. Well, <laughs> no, in my mind, <laughs> how the hell are you supposed to work one of these? Things? In my I mind, quit. it would feel baller <laughs> if I knew I had two Tic Tac canisters on deck fully. Right. But maybe that's then get three Tic Tac canisters. That's maybe one of the more Look, relatable man, things I've ever heard. Here. Uh, and then the other thing is, they speaking say of relatable, the same rule mm-hmm. applied to his Bronx Colors brand face makeup from Switzerland. That he that Trump would slather on again. Same rules: two full, one half. Two full containers of how big are they? Like buckets? Well, so a lot of people <laughs> began you just kind his of head in? like investigating, like which one is it? They do know the color. It's BHC06, uh, and it really is an orange Whoa. color. They call it. Like, Wait, why does it say boosting? Well, that's. Okay, so oh, that's boosting. what. Yeah, it was a hydrating <laughs> concealer, but Ooh, then they suspect sting. it might be this HDTV foundation he's actually using. Okay. In terms of because it's so rust colored, as everyone describes the right. makeup stains. Mm. Um, God. It looks, I though, thought... like something that you could get at CVS, right? Oh, sir. 
Bronx colors yeah. from Switzerland? From Switzerland. Oh, I, I have no idea. Bronx I don't know. Maybe it's I just it the was, package design. But. I thought he'd be like Ben Nye. You know, like what you wear in high school What's theater? Ben Nye? Ben Nye is like the iconic oh, theater high school makeup? theater makeup guy. <laughs> oh, okay. like, I thought he would just be like Ben Nye Orange. Bill Nye's right. brother. Ben yes. Nye. Yeah, much like Luke and Mike Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then also the other thing he's like he lo- he likes Irish Spring soap, but he doesn't want it like they don't throw it out until he like whittles it down to like a shard. Like he right. uses the same bar so over and over. So he's incredibly wasteful of Tic Tac containers and face makeup, but or maybe not wasteful of face yeah. makeup. That's just how much he uses. But then the soap with he soap, he demands that you not throw it away. It's Irish Spring, baby. And then the other thing, too, is they say that Melania's dad gets a lot of his hand-me-downs because they're sort of built the same, like they wear the same size clothing. And in 2013, he wore like a red baseball hat that Trump had discarded to everyone. They were like, oh, he's not wearing that anymore. He wore that on the golf course. Trump pulled up to him and like just dressed him down in front of all right, these other golfers. Berated him. Take the fucking yes. hat off, you fucking hack. I wear the red hat around here. Yeah. <laughs> and for, no, it's literally because they're like, oh shit, it's because this thing, like he only he can wear the red hat. That is... Anyway, does anyone Commander know in chief, that salute. orange and red clash also? Like it's just... <laughs> uh, I mean, tell that to Calgary Flames fans. That's, well, it's actually well, red and yellow. I was going to say, that is not... The color palette yeah. of the flames. But you'd feel like it would orange and reddish. There, at least they gradate into one of another on the. They color do, spectrum. but like face and head, it's just it's just a yeah. bad. Oh yeah, like that. Face Ooh. and head. Mm-mm. The uh, Mm-mm. sources for the article were in Trump's villa when uh, Melania's dad returned from being dressed down, and he threw the hat on the ground and cursed Trump. Which yeah. It's just a fun image to imagine. Um, oh, what a, what a respectful son-in-law. Yeah, what a good guy. Fantastic employer. The yeah, not to sort of take away from the thrust of the article because there, a lot of it really has to do with how reliant he is on um, undocumented workers, right? Um, and just even then too, like the added scrutiny. Like they said, it went from being a job. They're like, okay, it seemed like a place that didn't matter that they were using like. Uh, fake social security number or whatever right. mm-hmm. but they say once he became president it became so nerve-wracking because now you have secret service right they have to fuck there's added scrutiny on top of all the people and like people wouldn't come to work because they didn't want to lie right. to like a government agent mm-hmm. and give false identification and things like that so you could get like arrested for right yeah. absolutely yeah and so it, it's just a yeah it, it's a it's a really uh interesting read mm. oh boy Check it out. We will put it in the footnotes. footnotes. Uh, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Michael Bloomberg was interviewed by Gail King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Pretty. He had some tepid takes. Uh, yeah, dude, he's just a fucking, he's the centrist billionaire we all deserve Yeah, to <laughs> fucking guide us into the flames of hell. Uh, I was always like, we need another centrist billionaire. Oh. I think that, like, you know, his, there's a lot. His but... shit, just like, uh, just, I'm here. Let's just, we'll take a few yeah, uh, highlights here's some greatest from shows. this. Highlights? One of, first, he's asked about stop and frisk, about like, yeah, you know that like really aggressive, uh, racially motivated campaign to just harass people on the street uh, for being black or brown. Uh, how'd that go? And are you sorry? And he kind of goes in this thing explaining like why, you know, Gail King's like suspects like, 
are you only apologizing? You've only started apologizing for stop and frisk since you've ran for president. Mm-hmm. Right. And that leads down an interesting path. Stop and frisk. You recently apologized for that. Some people are suspicious of the timing of your apology. Well, the mark of an intelligent, competent person is when they make a mistake, they have the guts to stand up and say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. We don't question your belief that you made a mistake. I think the question is the timing that you realize you made the mistake. Well, nobody asked me about it until I started running for president. So come on. Are you saying to people that you realize you had made a mistake before, but you just didn't mention it until now? I think we were overzealous at the time to do it. Um, Our intent was to do anything we could to stop uh, the uh, carnage, the murder rate. And what was surprising is when we stopped doing it a little bit, we thought crime would go up. It didn't. It went down. It should have, would have, and could have. What the so that's and surprising <laughs> <laughs> when we stopped doing this racist thing. But my worldview, my worldview are white people good, black and brown people bad. Right. If we keep the black and brown people on their toes through police harassment, the crimes are got to stop. Right. Uh, the way he told Gail King to come on. come on. I was like, come on, Gail. Do not talk to Gail, Gail King, King like that. I oh wish she just God. ripped his face off. But right? yeah, the whole, it is a great thing. I like how she did keep pressing. It was like, oh, so you realized before people right. asked? Well, nobody <laughs> asked me. Right. And I'm one of these people. I don't just I don't just tell people what my worldview is or what my values are unless I'm prompted and it's beneficial for me to take a opposing view or something different than what I used to believe. Does that make sense? And they're like, Other- I, I wait until there's personal stakes. And Otherwise, then I just I- talk about the asses of the women who are in the room with right. me. That's Otherwise, what I talk about when what I'm prompted. What a self-pat on the back, too. You know, the mark of any intelligent right. human competent. being. Competent. Competent human being. Brilliant. Is to spot an opportunity <laughs> and uh, milk it to the fullest extent, and then send out a woke signal and deny, deny, deny. Yeah, it's uh, thank you, Gail. Then he look if okay, sure. He didn't realize he had a, made a mistake, but then uh, they start talking about how Cory Booker has pointed out, uh, you know, the lack of diversity, and I, I bet you could, if you wanted to, listeners, right now, what could. Uh, Mike Bloomberg say about an African-American politician, what's a compliment an old white guy would give to an African-American politician? Just keep that in your mind and listen to this exchange. The next debate is December, and Cory Booker said that it could possibly be on that debate stage, no one of color, there would be more billionaires in the race than black people. Is that a problem to you? Cory Booker endorsed me a number of times, and I endorsed Cory Booker a number of times. Mm. Um, he's very well-spoken. He's got some good ideas. Mm. It would there be it better is. the more diverse any group is, but the public is out there picking and choosing and narrowing down this field. Mm. The truth of the matter is you had a lot of diversity in the candidates, some of whom were very competent, why they aren't there as you narrowed it down. Uh, you have to talk to other people who are experts. I don't You got to talk to other people, you know. He, but he's well-spoken. He's well-spoken. <sighs> hey, buddy. Well, that's so fucking loaded. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I don't think there are many Bloomberg supporters listening to this show, but hey, right. you know. Are I, there are there genuinely, like, are, are there many Bloomberg supporters, period? That make less than $300,000 a year? Yes. 
I have no idea. I think right. the people who are Bloomberg supporters are the ones who are doing that electability thing where they're like, okay. well, they're electable. Yeah. And, but that's just, again, a self-reflexive way of being like, everybody thinks like I think, and my thinking is racist and sexist. Right. right. I, was, I was like, is there, because I, I was trying to think, of, there like, no- is there any argument for like, Bloomberg is like positioning himself as like a people's champ. There's like, there's no way. There's oh, no, no real angle no, for no, that no. at all. No, just realistic. <sighs> so I'm, the, just... I'm the one who's like one of the other things he said in the interview was that he was looking at the field of candidates and was like, all these people are going to get eaten alive by Trump. He's just and wasting everyone's The best was Gail time. King, though, after she's like, are you saying that none of these people could defeat Trump? He goes, uh, well, yeah. no, I <laughs> was saying I would do the, the best out of anyone. Right. So, okay. Okay. Buddy. Okay. Great. Well, while we're on the subject of the Democratic field, Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. uh, who the most talked about in the mainstream media, he's the Family Guy uh, candidate. Yeah, <laughs> the Family Guy candidate. He's McFarlane endorsed. Be careful. Oh, Be is care- he? Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, never mind. There, uh, we, we won't talk be- about him. <laughs> I'm uh, <kidding> <laughs> McFarland runs this town, Jamie. He <laughs> runs the hill. He <laughs> runs the. <laughs> <laughs> so Mayor Pete. Uh, worked for a group called McKinsey for three years. They're a consulting firm uh, that has a lot of, you know, they do a lot of work for the CIA, the Pentagon, um, and they're very secretive. The way that you'll mostly hear this uh, reported on is that Mayor Pete can't talk about his McKinsey time uh, because he signed this super restrictive NDA. And he always refers back to it. He's like, ah, I can't talk about that because of the NDA. Sorry, mm-hmm. can't get into specifics because of the NDA. All I can say is I learned five really great traits uh, that I can brag about from McKinsey. Uh, but McKinsey is basically the CIA with a business uh, arm or the business arm okay. of the CIA. Uh, and yeah, that that makes Mayor Pete kind of a weird candidate. Uh it, he wasn't before. Right, but it it makes me like I don't a little suspicious. So the way I first heard about uh Mayor Pete cuz I pointed him out as like sort of a contender uh like a year ago because I had heard Obama call him out and it like now that you're hearing that Obama is like, well, we can't have Bernie because Bernie is like too too radical. Uh, it just seems like, you know, Mayor Pete could be this deep state like plant of the like CIA agent as president. It's like the um, Billie wait. Eilish of politics. He's an industry plant. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's definitely the big industry. Plant yes. When you look at it, I mean, or plant or not, his path like harvard oxford mckinsey he has by far the most billionaire uh donors well and then also when you look at like who mckinsey works with like enron purdue pharma saudi arabia so the worst of the worst of the well yeah and also like their whole thing is like what we do is like we got we identify these really smart people they're consultants then like they we use like their uh educational background their expertise to then go around places and like a lot of people describe mckinsey as like the a greatest legitimizer of mass layoffs yes. and things like that. Where oh, like, yeah. You know, that's like that's just sort of like we advise people on how to keep your bucks flowing. Yeah, yeah. they they promote uh, high like CEO pay. They like think that uh, like leaders should be paid more. 
Um, so the New York Times article is a little frustrating because it treats it as like, man, if only Mayor Pete could talk about the specifics. Uh, unfortunately, this NDA makes it so he can't. How but, much like, do they talk like, about? He would not want to. Like, but then right. they yeah. eventually get into the liabilities of it. Uh, but the way they, they say... Beyond Mr. Buttigieg's agreement with McKinsey, this is something of an awkward moment to be associated with the consultancy, especially if you happen to be a Democrat politician in an election year shadowed by questions of corporate power and growing wealth inequality. So it's like, yeah, it can be a little, quote, awkward uh, because everyone's wokeity woke this year. And so, you know, that can be bad uh, for him. But then they talk about, like, specifically what is, like, morally compromised about McKinsey. Uh, and they mention uh, the firm has long advocated business strategies like raising executive compensation, <laughs> moving labor offshore, laying oh, off God. workers to cut costs. And over the last couple of years, reporting in The Times and other publications revealed episodes uh, tarnishing McKinsey's once sterling reputation, its work advising Purdue Pharma on how to, quote, turbocharge opioid sales, its consulting for authoritarian governments in places like China and Saudi Arabia, and its role in a wide-ranging corruption scandal in South Africa. Uh, and then just this week, ProPublica, co-publishing with The Times, revealed that McKinsey consultants had recommended in 2017 that immigration and custom enforcement Cut its spending on food for migrants and medical care for detainees. Right. So, so yeah. Well, I know he said that his position was dealing with like grocery companies or things like their grocery chains. Yeah, for the first food. year and a half, for that the was first, true. Right. But then he was over in Iraq and Afghanistan doing consultant work. So then, yeah, I think it's definitely good to know who he was working with. And I know he's been trying to do the transparent thing of being like, you know, please tell them uh, who this client list is so I don't have to keep abiding by this NDA. But a lot of other people have been comparing it to how Trump is like, you can't see my finances because uh, yeah. they're under audit right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Which well, they're not. My man, <laughs> if not like, or you can say something around it about how you feel about it now, or you can say something about McKinsey that might be like, yeah, honestly, I think a lot of the stuff that is uh, aligned with or like that the company's known for. Look, is- I can't say those things due to my NDA. All I can say is I learned a lot of valuable lessons lessons from McKinsey. That's what he always like frames it as like, I learned a lot about the business world and that's why I'm a centrist candidate. And I learned the five power poses of capitalism (laughs) to turbocharge your (laughs) opioid sales. Exactly. Good Lord. Uh, So what's the president up to? We know what he was up to uh, recently when he was at his uh, golf course. Yeah. Well, now there's just like more phone records that have come out from the House Intelligence Committee. That just shows like, you know, Giuliani, he was saying like, yeah, this person that says like White House one is the president, like people calls to the president. Yeah. Okay. And negative one is his number. Right. right. <laughs> Which is and they're just basically too perfect. Secret. Well, when they look no, at literally, it, that's that's the truth. That's his so, number is negative or dash one. Is, is it, it dash, minus but one? He's negative yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Minus okay. one. Anyway, the a lot of people are saying like those calls um especially they were happening around the time to pressure Ukraine, obviously to do the Biden investigations. But there's nothing about like what they're looking at that shows that any of those calls were encrypted or even shielded from any kind of surveillance from foreign intelligence agencies. So he's just like calling people up on their on his mobile phone. Yeah. Um, And, you know, because, again, when you think about the dynamic, like 
for example, a lot of people are saying, you know, it could have been Russia. I don't, you, we don't know that it could have been, but if you just sort of think of what's going on between Ukraine, Russia, how Russia would love Ukraine to come to the negotiating table to end the hostilities and lift sanctions, it might, it might be beneficial to them to understand where, uh, how close Ukraine is to getting aid that might make mm-hmm. you more aggressive or whatever. Um, but, you know, it all kind of like John Kelly, I think, was kept, kept trying to get him to get rid of his phone and be like, dude, you cannot talk on a fucking regular phone. Like, right. this just doesn't work. You're the president. People are going to try to hear everything you say. He got right. what they call like a hardened phone, which has some of the like thing, uh, any vulnerable. Yeah, phone. almost. But it's like a phone that has some of the vulnerabilities like taken out or specially designed right. to, to possibly cut down on surveillance. But the thing they say is like. If the other person is on a regular ass phone, that doesn't mean that doesn't protect you. Right. And so if you have right. Rudy Giuliani calling and we already know he went to the fucking Apple store to get to his, get his phone, phone unlocked. unlocked. Yeah. Like there's no there's no fucking there's no uh, trade craft or best practices. And then yeah. they're also saying how Trump like was giving people his personal f- like phone number out to other world leaders like some fucking Hollywood agent. <laughs> Like gave it out to like Erdogan of Turkey, gave it to Boris Johnson, Macron. Like like yeah, you know why don't you just hit me the, up, homie? Down the seven digits, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Did you see how um, seven digits? Talia uh, Levin was texting Rudy Giuliani. Like there, Rudy Giuliani is the world's most accessible man. Oh yeah, right. She's, right. she's a, like a reporter that was like jokingly like, hey, does anyone have Rudy Giuliani's number? She texted it. He responds like wow. right away. This was like two weeks ago. Like he's like he's, ASL. Uh, she, she said, uh, hi, Rudy, Talia Levin, girl reporter speaking. Wonder if you have some girl time. Girl reporter speaking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wondering if you have time to talk about some crimes. Specifically, have you done any big crimes you want to talk about? I'm here for you, Rudy. And he responds, no crimes, big or little. Just going through necessary attack by Dem cover-up media. All stupid. Let them knock themselves out. And she said, okay, but are you sure? Maybe just a little bit of crime. <laughs> Crime time with the boys, am I right? And he says, He responded to that? He responds to everything. You can't believe how I am careful. Uh, Or he says, You can't believe how I am careful. I know the wolves are out there, and corrupt media, corrupt and media capitalized, is in tank for them. And Talia says, Oh, I'm not a wolf. I'm just a nice gal with a hunger for a scoop. What can you tell me about Ukraine? He says, Nothing you can't read in newspapers. He, like, and. Rudy He's Giuliani like is accessible. <laughs> he will text anyone. Damn. He will text we need that anyone number. I know. on the record. He says, this kind of texting doesn't really inspire confidence that trying to explain things to you will be terribly productive. But he like responds to her for days and days and days and days very quickly. Wow. He's just on his phone playing like two dots. Button dialing. <laughs> yeah. He's doing... Oh, is that? Wait, what's two dots? Two dots. I've I'm, I'm been playing a lot of two dots. Oh, wait. I think that's the game where you connect the dots. You just make, yeah, you just yeah. make squares. Oh, love it. Love it's it. It's nice. It's yeah. Fun. So, you know, very uh, just just always keeping our secured communications secure. I mean, mm. again, if if you could imagine a world where Top this notch. story comes out about a Democratic. They're the best. He is surrounded by the best people. He is the best people. We got them all. Uh, <laughs> another one of his best people. Call me my jitterbug. Is, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like when you said like the hardened, hardened cell phone, phone it's if it's a jitterbug. Yeah. A hardened Maybe. cell phone with much larger buttons. Yeah. Uh, so Betsy DeVos, DeVos, I only have trouble pronouncing her name when we're recording. Uh, <laughs> How do you I, say it off mic? Pretend we're not recording right now. I, ca- I yeah. can't. That's, that's okay. impossible. Turn it off, Dan, Dan, turn Come the mics on. off. All right. All right, go. Listen. What did you say? Right. Betsy DeVos. There you go. There it is. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> uh, Betsy DeVos, yes. our secretary of education uh, and billionaire, mm-hmm. uh, looks like she's a little bit scared about the possibility that they're going to come for the student debt. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren have been pretty vocal about how they are planning on uh, forgiving student Get debt. It, yeah, uh, Bernie wants to forgive everything. I think Elizabeth Warren, one of the last things she said was like up to 50000 which would be a tremendous burden lifted off of people yes. to all something. student debt gang out there. Sure. Um, just paying off interest, essentially. One thing to know is the DeVos family are very invested heavily invested in the student loan industry. Yes. So it does not behoove them or help their business to suddenly be like, yeah, we're uh, we're canceling a lot of this debt or we're right. forgiving it. Right. So for her, I guess what she said on last Tuesday was that she was, this is what she tweeted out. One has to wonder, why isn't federal student aid a standalone government corporation run by a professional expert and an apolitical board of governors? Uh. A separate federal student aid would be better positioned to deliver world-class service to students and their families as they finance higher education. First of all, it should not be a thing you finance. That's right. just already, I'm like, ugh, finance. it's not a fucking luxury right. car. Yeah. Um, well, these are these are great investments. It's a luxury these are great education. Investments. Yeah. yeah. Have you owned a student debt? Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever <laughs> owned a couple students? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's wonderful. so sick, yeah. man. Uh, but again, a lot of people are like, this is so fucking... It's just so transparently doing a thing where you're trying to shield uh, this debt by spinning it off into an independent agency because they know, like a president could, without Congress, just be like, you know what? That's it. Done no more. And by done. doing this, this makes it a lot harder for a future president with, you know, eyes on creating a bit of a more equitable uh, economic system here, mm-hmm. make it a lot difficult for them to, to make that happen. So it's just like it shows you just again how fucking shook a lot of these people are at the real prospect of a Warren or Sanders uh, coming into office because they're now already trying to figure out how to fucking play a little shell game with this chunk of debt uh, that people own, mm-hmm. you know. But luckily, that's what happens. That's that's why you can trust billionaires because they, oh wait, they look after their own and fuck right. everyone else. Yeah. Actually, no, not a good idea. By definition, that's mm-hmm. exactly what they have done. And they have exploited the rules of the system as it exists, and they want to keep being able to exploit those. I mean, so that's they don't some, want to change the rules that unless is, it yeah. benefits them. It's just so corrupt and like violent yep. against people who are having to pay off student loans mm-hmm. and go into debt because the way everything's set up, you can no longer just have a high school education for to make what well, traditionally there are a lot of jobs that were like provided a living wage you could raise a family off of. Yeah. Right now it's like barrier to entry to college. On top of that, you we're gonna you're gonna fucking get buried in debt. And also we're not gonna let anyone even fucking try to let you off the hook for this shit. That could actually stimulate the economy or make your life better because fuck you, I'm a billionaire and I need more money. Right. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Bill Barr real quick. Uh, he had an interesting week last week. Yeah. Uh, so he had been on this mission to create a report that would be sort of that counterpoint to all of the reports uh, that said Trump did crimes. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Mueller report, which was worse than people give it credit for, uh, the impeachment report, which came out last week and, you know, was very bad. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. so Barr was like, we can write a report. Uh, so he asked the inspector general 
to look into the origins of the FBI's Russia investigation because, you know, there's all these conspiracy theories on the right that it was Hillary Clinton who started the Russia investigation. Mm-hmm. Everything's based off the Steele dossier. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok are FBI deep state people who hated Donald Trump so much that they somehow meddled in it. Bruce Orr is also a maniacal uh, demon from deep stadia. Right. Um, so and- he finally got uh, the report back. Yeah, we mentioned last this week. last week when the IG report came back and it was the opposite of what he wanted. Right. And then even then there was still, you know, people were talking about this guy, John Durham, who's this prosecutor that he handpicked right. to also launch a separate investigation because he, I think in his mind, he was like, this inspector general is too objective probably right. and may mm-hmm. actually find the thing I don't want. So maybe if I handpick a guy and keep telling in his ear, man, deep state, man, you got to find where the FBI did this. They probably did all kinds of, they broke the law, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Even that guy has come back and said he could not find any evidence that the Justice Department uh, that could support any of these theories, that it was basically on the up and up. Hmm. Um, and there was just the, again, a total loss for Bill Barr because he's like, fuck, I needed something <laughs> that was going to, sh- that was at least give credence to the idea of what Trump and everyone on the right is saying that Obama was wiretapping and right. tap yeah. dancing and tap, tap, tap a <laughs> and all this other bullshit. And he just doesn't have it. So now nothing really ho- carries, carries any water or weight. Um, but the best part is last week, Matt Gates, before the inspector general report came out, or the reports about what was in it, he was like out here in the impeachment hearings basically trying to be like, oh, yeah, well, maybe when this thing comes out, Obama. Just listen to this guy act so <laughs> smug. Out thinking over that, Yeah, thinking that this cooked up IG report was actually going to support any of their dumb fucking theories. <laughs> and you know what? If wiretapping of political opponents an impeachable Simon, offense, I look forward to reading that Inspector General's report because maybe it's a different president we should be impeaching. Gentlemen's time has expired, Mr. A different wow. president Ooh. we should be impeaching. Is there another president? It makes you think. It really makes you think. <laughs> well, it's also like, again, you don't even understand how impeachment works. Right. Maybe. Barack Obama is not the president of the United States. He's but. not impeachable at right. this time. It's like. Yeah, but maybe he should be impeached. It's, what? It's like that uh, people who would like dig up somebody's body to then execute them for a crime like that. That was something that used to happen. And <laughs> Wait, like, you would exhume in, a yeah. corpse? Yeah. To some- yeah. Oh, it was a whole, yeah, it was a whole thing. Who was doing that? Uh, what was it? Medieval yeah, shit? Yeah, medieval times. Yeah. That's petty, it was but I like it. Like, I know. It was like, I kind of like royal smart. leaders. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that, though. You know, like, yo, you know what? Nah, right. dig it, dig that motherfucker up real quick. Who right. doesn't love a good exhumed body? Right. Have a trial with, like, the dead body on the, pile on the of stand. Bone. Well, that's a good use of government money. Just, uh, just <laughs> right. interrogate a pile of bones. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, th- I remember, I think there was like a king in Portugal that had his like wife exhumed so everyone could acknowledge her as the queen. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was something another I feel one, like. Yeah. But I didn't, the old- That's romantic. The, ooh, you're in trouble, dead body. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Next it. level pettiness. I love it. But Our, I guess in the, in the reality of those people, like because science wasn't real, it's like, oh, they're going to feel that. Yeah, yeah, their soul. Their soul. Oh, oh, they're feeling that in hell. They're they got soul. away with it because we buried them yeah. without telling ah. them how fucked they were. Do so. they just? I wonder. Do they just get like reburied at the end of that? They're like, well, now you. I hope you learned your lesson. And they spike the bones <laughs> yeah. back in the hole. Like, what do they? <laughs> yeah, what do like, they do? How, is there is there a respect again? Like, do you have a funeral? No, or, right? You just got just what throw it in 
they yeah. must, yeah, they probably toss it out with like the garbage or something. Mm. If right. you're gonna go that far, I can't imagine that they're like, all right, well now we gotta respect it. Now. Yeah, it's like right. make it worth my time. Yeah, right. even though if we pulled gonna... a, exhumed a body just to kick it a bunch. I think one <laughs> of them was executed, like re-executed, or like had some oh. uh, some punishment, like, like was okay. beheaded or like something like that. <laughs> Could you imagine if someone had already been beheaded right. as the way they had died, and then they're like, "Nah, That's nah, so we need to behead them too. for this crime," and yeah. they're like, "Fam, it's not even a." Ta- I would throw myself over the bones and be like, "Wait, I'm in love with them," and then see. <laughs> no, not him. Th- not him. That's my boyfriend. I offer myself as tribute. Yeah, <laughs> please kill me instead. <laughs> Don't like, kill him again. No, he's dead. Miss. He's already dead one time. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve to feel the pain. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna <laughs> take a break to look up what the fuck that was a productive uh, when discussion. this happened. Yeah, where I'm like telling you things I think I heard about history. Uh, all right, we're it's gonna like most take podcasts. A, to be yeah, fair. basically, we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Okay. Uh, and I didn't look that up because our break was in actuality half a second long. Wow. Uh, little peek behind the curtains. I'm, there's there is a Wikipedia article on posthumous execution. Oh, okay. When was the most recent one? Uh, the most recent one was the general of Gracia's. Oh, a supporter of uh, Francois Duvalier, uh, Papa Doc. Oh shit! He was exhumed and ritually beaten to death. "Quote unquote" in right. 1986. 86. Wow, yeah, 86. There were like, uh, like witch killings up into I think in some European countries until like the 80s or 90s. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, there's people mm. who are really attached to yeah. these <laughs> horrific. Oh, that's Vla- why I'm so glad we live in a progressive society. Vlad where we the treat Impaler as well. Vlad the- yes, we are pro witch society. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler was beheaded following his assassination. Yeah. Oh, not, that's not really in the straight up zoomed, but hey, what are you gonna do? You know, where is the movie about Rasputin? It's gotta be coming. I oh, I want yeah, I want to do I want to do it. I want I want. Is it cursed or something? Wasn't there one in '96? Was there? I no one's ever. There needs to be a movie yeah. about Rasputin. It was on. There, it was on HBO. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't know that. I think Alfred Molina should play Rasputin. You know who was? I think Robert Evans Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen played Nicholas Two, uh, the Czar. Okay. And Alan Rickman was Rasputin. Oh, oh that's shit. a good Rasputin. Yeah. Rest in peace. Dark servant of destiny. No, this looks too serious. It needs to be funny. Because <laughs> oh. Rasputin needs story to be like Adam McKay style. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That story story is wild. Wild. Dude, Ross Putin, like a Jamaican version of Vladimir Putin. He had Ross Putin. Ross Ross Putin. With Ross G opening for Dark servant of destiny. Sounds like a bit much. He was like a con man, basically, right? But then yeah. also kind of had mental powers. He was classically like he was a con man, but he was very tall, and so everyone was like, "My, we should take what he has to say pretty seriously." <laughs> <And> didn't he have, <laughs> didn't really he have the kavorka too? What's the kavorka? Isn't that from Seinfeld about his has that animal appeal? Like, did he have like yeah, raw sexual appeal? He, he, he raw was, sexual appeal. yeah, he was he definitely was a sex crim. Yeah, uh, but he had he had like two daughters too. Like, there's mm, there's I've read I've read a very large Rasputin biography. Wow. But he took I mean like famously took forever to kill. Yeah, yeah. And they I think that they did shit to him after that he died too because they were just extra <laughs> just pissed. Like at make him. sure yeah that he yeah. was dead. Just kick yeah. him a bunch. Uh, yeah. And then I think his penis is somewhere. 
This was th- this Rasputin movie was nominated for it won Emmys. Oh really? Yeah. We got to watch it. Alan Rickman won an Emmy. Hell yeah. For the, I'm confused. Anyways. Dark All right. The power of Rasputin. Yeah. Uh, some dark stories from the news from last week. Uh, UPS, there was a UPS truck that was hijacked. So basically like somebody had a like movie jewel heist and like a shootout with the cops. They were escaping in a U-Haul truck. They ditched the U-Haul truck and hijacked a UPS truck. And then the cops like basically cut them off and then shot the truck like 200 times but the driver of the ups truck was still in the fucking truck so wait so they just indiscriminately shot at the ups truck yeah killed the driver that the robbers were in there as well oh my god the the robbers were in there but they knew it was a hostage situation they were just like fuck it and took the i i think I, i i don't know the details of what they knew when but they shot the truck 200 times every all three of them died uh, and UPS uh, issued a statement saying, we're deeply saddened to learn a UPS service provider was a victim of the senseless act of violence. We extend our cond- condolences to the family and friends of our employee and the other innocent victims involved in the incident. We appreciate law enforcement service and will cooperate with the authorities as they continue the investigation. Uh, and That is wow. fucked up. That's yeah. very dark. Damn, and a bystander was killed too? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they're saying that this guy was covering for another driver's shift. Yeah. Too is how he was even on that route. Frank Ordonez. That's Ordonius. like insult to injury too. Of like, And he was doing someone a favor. Right. Doing someone a favor. And then have your fucking employer be like, yo, yo shout, out shout, out, shout out to y'all. That's... Don't want to make it hot. Like, right. What? Like I, you don't have to nest. You don't have to necessarily come at law enforcement, but you yeah. also but don't need to like go out of your way to voice support for them after, after they might have killed know. one of your your fucking employees. Yeah, that's, um, that's uh, like so, yeah, that's well, just like that's twenty nineteen. That's yeah, we're at that's fucking every day now. Chaos. That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, in other U Corporation news, Uber uh, has reported. A shocking number of sexual assaults and nine murders happened in their cars in 2018, I think, or nine murders. Nine yeah, 2018. Murders. Uh, nine murders. That's wild to me. It's uh, uh, I'm like, what? What is that? I, I mean, like all the ride sharing services have like assault yeah. issues, and then they'll occasionally like make an effort to be like, like you'll get a push notification of like, hey. If you get raped, don't be shy. Let us know. And, <laughs> oh, right. and then, yeah. like, every, every – I think that, like, Lyft is pretty bad with it, too, of, like, they're – I don't know. I mean, like, there's that, – that's just – Tony West, know. Uber's chief legal officer, said in an interview, what it says is that Uber is a reflection of the society it serves. Oh, shut up. There's yeah. that, that option or they're making – more crime possible and uh, easier to happen. But also don't regulate us, bro. Right, yeah. Right, exactly. Like, don't let the them whole... unionize either. Right. You know what I mean? Just keep it, let's keep it funky. Don't pay a fair wage. Let's not unionize. Like, hey, murder's going to happen. But we did build this cool button into the app if you are getting murdered. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're getting murdered, hit this button. I had a friend that... Um, was in a lift and the driver got murdered while they were 
No. Are you serious? The lift. What? Yes. This was, oh I think, Anna, did you hear about this? Is it a car drafting? There, I don't know what the circumstances were, but it was like a friend of mine and and their friend were getting a ride home from wherever. Yeah. And their, yeah, their like driver was shot and killed while they were driving. Like, oh, I don't, that has to be so Holy traumatic. Holy shit. But that was Lyft, so I did, so this is not even a part of the right. story. Well, yeah, the, and it's yeah, worth keep noting. It's happening, it's happening. We're talking about Uber, right? It's worth ta- noting that right, Lyft right, right, right. isn't releasing their, any of these statistics for their well, company. The, well, I have a great reason why that might yeah, be true. because their drivers get It's not just passengers getting yeah. killed, folks. It's the drivers as well. Yeah. The murder victims, uh, this article notes, were drivers, passengers, and third parties uh, in cases of rape. Uber said 92% of the reported victims were riders. Uh, so, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because, I mean, the initially it was sort of like, do you have a car? Then right. you can drive anyone. Oh, right. for sure. And yeah. now they're like, oh, right. We should probably start screening some of these people before we're saying we're providing a safe ride anywhere. Yeah, especially it's a product that is like, at least partially designed to help drunk people get home at the end of the night. Right, like, right. That is going to end with a lot of people being uh, assaulted. Yeah, I don't know. All of their, I mean, I I hope that the like safe, the limited safety measures that they've added have been helpful, but they all kind of like ring a little hollow and feel kind of half-assed and more oh, just yeah. like I don't, you know. They don't want to be. They'll do just enough to not be regulated, and then kind of right. bury the rest, and or doing just enough to say stay somewhat profitable. Although they lost like one point two billion dollars last quarter. Oh. oh, did they? Yeah, that's kind of par for the course for them, isn't it? Like, aren't yeah. they one of those companies that is just hemorrhaging money and people? So are many like, great investments. So many companies <laughs> are because yeah, they have to make it affordable to enough people that it, people will use it. Like mm-hmm. if they were doing it to purely be profitable, then it right. they these businesses probably wouldn't exist. So they'd like self subsidize. Yeah. Damn. Well, Clint Eastwood has a new movie coming out. I and it's starring the guy from Itania that I liked. I know. Which one was he in Itania? He was Sean. No, he was Sean, the Galuli's friend. Oh the, yeah, that guy was, was good. That guy he was, was so great good. in that movie. I'm like, I'm bummed that he's in this movie. Is yeah. this on Netflix? The new movie. No, Richard it's Jewel? a. It's a Oh, full-on regular. Theatrical release. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. John I mean, Hamm. Olivia Wilde. Man, everyone's disappointing Sam me. Sam Rockwell. Everyone, why is everyone letting me down? So, Because it's Clint Eastwood, it's you a, know? <gasps> it's a good story. I mean, the true story is fucked up. Like About the, the, uh, about the Olympic the guy. Park Yeah, bomber. so it's about the guy who- Richard Jewell? F- Richard Jewell found- J-U-U-L. Found like, one of the bombs and like reported it and you know was just a security guard- and the police and the media like really started kind of they they couldn't come up with a a theory on who it was so they just blamed him because they knew the public would like to have like somebody to like pin the narrative on and like the guy ended up being innocent and like it had he had his life completely ruined by the FBI and the media um, the FBI and the media, not always correct, guys. No. Um, but Unless they're killing civil rights leaders. But because Trump is, you know, has made the media and the FBI his enemies, 
uh, some people are seeing this as sort of a MAGA screed, and there are some details in there that are anti fake news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the main journalist is played by Olivia Wilde, and they imply that she used sex to get her story tips. No, and had a past sexual relationship with an FBI agent played by John Hamm, and they totally made that up. Oh, that was where they took their creative license to alter the truth? Yeah. Based on a true story that I've made up. Yes. Sick. Um, I just, isn't he going to run out of, I don't know. I'm surprised he's still functioning like as a director and shit at this point. And he's still putting out, like he put out a movie last year too. He put out that Bradley Cooper movie that it was him and Bradley Cooper were like father and son. Oh, yeah. Wait, was, was that the mule? Or he yeah. Was just, oh, that's oh With, Bradley Cooper's in that. Bradley Cooper's in that. He really downplayed the fact that he was in that. Yeah, yeah he he's like one of the main characters. I mean, who could forget that him his acting with that baby doll in American Sniper? <laughs> Bradley Cooper's a weird man. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. I I just I think the the nice thing about Clint Eastwood movies is that uh, no one sees them anymore. And no one really gives a fuck about... uh, Well, it's for a very specific set of consumers. Like, everyone, if you grew up, if you were in, uh, let's say, your adolescent years, and Clint Eastwood was popping, like, back then, chances are he's an old person now who's like, yep, I've loved him since... He's like The Rock to the elderly men of this country. Yeah, he makes movies for people who are uh, dying soon. Right, and that's you know I don't There's I don't market know. for that I don't have I don't have time I don't have time to be annoyed at Clint Eastwood I'm like man would there's... you be in a Clint Eastwood film No, no. What but but it's Clint Eastwood Colin I see that's the thing is like I have no I have no attachment to Clint Eastwood it doesn't seem <laughs> Quint like... Eastwood Quint, Quint Eastwood yeah I don't I, uh, no oh, not, not that was Quint, joking Quint, but uh, Quint, Quint who's Mister Quint Quint I feel like Clint if Westwood, Clint uh, Eastwood ever called me up to be in a movie, it would be to play some deeply problematic, like racist caricature right. of like somebody from That's nameless like Asian country. <laughs> I should have been in Gran Torino. I should have been in Mystic River. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking, where's my daughter? <laughs> where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Is my daughter in there? Give my daughter back to me. Unforgiven is still one of my favorite movies, but I didn't realize how like the last political statement that he made that I was aware of uh, was his speaking to the empty chair that was meant to represent Obama Mm -hmm. for some reason in the 2012 election. Um, And apparently I should have been paying more attention because Eastwood did support Trump just ahead of the 2016 election. I'm surprised you didn't know that or you're surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I guess I am surprised just because... That's like a because you should be a Hollywood further. elite, man. Right. I lo- I just looked up Clint Eastwood's recent filmography. Uh, people are still seeing his movies, guys. Uh, very yeah. Successful. American Sniper oh, yeah. is like a huge, huge was. I have not a monster I th- hit. I think I've only seen Mystic River and Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, mm. that's it. I like Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, because it uh, supported your liberal ideas that we should all be able to kill each other. That's true. Yeah. That's Uh, true. He says that uh, he supported Trump because society is, quote, in a pussy generation where everyone's too sensitive. Grandpa, Uh, stop. And then he said, when I grew up, those things weren't called racist. (laughs) He literally said that (laughs) phrase. That should be the name of his next movie. When I grew up, those things weren't called racist. Uh Uh-huh. He he was born in 1930, so. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker, people didn't even have rights then. 
That was before the civil rights. Nineteen <laughs> thirty. They didn't call things racist. Right. They call them coloreds or other. What uh, is this? I uh, bitch retire, and, yeah. but you know he won't. Yeah. Um, then he, uh, well, he said he, <laughs> when people were talking about uh, how Donald Trump's just so offensive, he said, "Just fucking get over it." Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you, King. <laughs> 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 Uh, Richard Jewell, Kathy Bates. I man. thought it was going to be about jeweling. Yeah, I know. I would love to see a movie about Jewel. Richard Jewell. Richard J U U L. You know, I'm gonna. I don't know. I I want to give. Jewel. I want to give Paul Walter Hauser a pass, man. I really like him. I hope he's not a secret Republican. Well, I also think too. You know, like if you're really trying to make it as an actor, like you, you have to. Do you it. have to fucking eat shit. He's you in know, like he's in Cruella, no... guys. We're all gonna forgive him when Cruella comes out. Who's in Cruella? Paul Walter, uh, Paul Walter Hazard, Richard oh, Jewell. Who's playing Cruella in Cruella? Emma Stone. Oh, it's the Cruella Deville origin story, and it's directed by the director of I Tonya. Oh, oh my god, uh-oh. it's gonna be fun. Uh-oh. It's gonna be fun. That, Jamie Loftus will be living in a movie theater. So much. It's gonna be a romp. Wait, why? That that's what they gave the Itanya director to do next. Oh yeah, it sucks for him. Yeah, it sucks yeah, for him. He like, has to direct Cruella. That person could have directed a good maybe movie. It'll, but hey, maybe well, it's gritty. And maybe like, Cruella fuck. will be the twenty twenties Joker. Twenty yeah. Joker. Oh my god. Um, we do live in a society. Yes, we I do mean, live in a society. That's, that's where for Cruella sure. comes in. Yeah. Right. Um. So let let's. Uh, I stand a cruel queen. <laughs> I stand. I hope that they girl boss her out. Can you imagine? Uh, Real quick, let's talk about Peloton. So that ad that I was certain had been done intentionally to like go viral, but be bad. Uh, oh, to get like more name recognition? Just I don't know. Yeah. It just yeah. seemed so like the performance was so weird and uncanny, and the just the whole idea behind it was so strange. Uh, but apparently, they have lost. Over a billion dollars since that ad broke. <laughs> in response to that? Or because I know they've been in trouble it's though, unclear. too financially. So they also lowered their prices. Um, right. But that lowering of the prices is part of like also a marketing push to like make it more of a broadly adopted thing. So it's like part of the same strategy. It's like, well, we won't charge as much and instead we'll reach everyone with our amazing messaging. Like this ad. Uh, what a gamble. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, so many people were looking at that ad and being like, this isn't real. There's nothing real about like the ad. Not to say that right. all ads are reality based, but like you're saying, it really felt like this weird dream world right. where everything was perfect. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, where's yeah. the where's the dude who's like. 36 and like tried to play pickup basketball and just cardio was all fucked up and got mad. He started looking at his old high school yearbook. He's like, I used to have it. And then he gets on his Peloton and starts singing all the people that have made fun of him in the past and about his ED and his lack of hair. He's balding and he's trying to do it better by his life and become more healthy and fit. I think that would be something that would resonate with people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the ad should have been about you. Who? What? Oh. No, not you. Jack, that was really mean. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. That that would have been nice if it was about me. <laughs> it, the thing that I've... Like, the ad is so deeply sad. Like, it's, that's... It's, like, right. one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. Like, the woman... Like, yes, she has, like, a 
like what would be considered a perfect life on Instagram, but it also is completely devoid of meaning. And it like just seems like it, she's just finding these artificial ways to like give meaning to her life. And then she's making a video about the fact that her life had no meaning until this Peloton bike was given to her by her husband, yeah. who apparently was Doesn't like, talk. "You are your life is empty uh, here. Too. I wonder if at the I end- I love a good wife guy. He's a good- I love great. my I love my Peloton I love my, wife. I love my yeah. I love my stationary bike wife. <laughs> bike stationary bike wife. Yeah, he doesn't talk. I, I mean, it would have been fitting. It seemed like the momentum of that commercial, like at the end where they're watching the video of her being like, and it's like so great for my life. He'd be yeah. like, all right, now get your ass back on that bike. Right. 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 <laughs> I gotta go do my nameless job somewhere. Right. To make a billion dollars. I gotta go back to. Browsing Ashley Madison. There. Weren't they like saying though they were trying to prove that like people did like the commercial or something? Like yeah. where they were like, yo, this commercial's fucked up. And they're like, well, no, no, no. Yeah, they people were like, like people just misinterpreted it and here's proof. And they sent like a handful of emails they received <laughs> from people being like, Yes, that is my life. That is and that's even sadder. Well, what about this one from Shell sing- Gasoline Sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and a single Facebook post. <laughs> a single Facebook for the spend John. for the spend on that fucking ad, and you all you could dig up is one, one shitty receipt one on Facebook. Supportive Facebook post. What was wow. it by supportive? Being like, well, I thought it was okay. Who uh, it was it from a woman me. who liked the ad? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, if if a woman says so, then uh, they're yeah. I mean, as a father to a woman, as a- <laughs> I believe this is fair. <laughs> the whole thing uh, again. This is new to me. I, I didn't know that this was a thing. The commercial? Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the Peloton yet. Oh, oh is, hold on. Let's, is, Dan, yeah. let's pause one second. Yes. You have to see this. All right, we're going like... to pause for a moment. Jamie's going to watch it, and then we'll uh, start recording again. Okay. <laughs> that is very, it's just like the, it just, so she just, she doesn't have a job? No, she, well, I don't she know. Does. She came, she home, came from home from somewhere. She, oh, she did come home from somewhere Five wearing high-heeled shoes. Are you surprised, Jamie? I, I am. am. Oh, my God. They're, wow. And then at the end, does it imply that she has a son? She has a kid? Yeah, she has a kid. Yeah. She has abandoned her Her kids who's starving. Yeah. <laughs> her life is meaningless. If you look in the back, you can see the child slowly wither away. There's Yeah, yeah no, there's like one kid that's passed out from like... That's... Why? And then the husband just comes in at the end. Yeah. Just to be well, like, that's right, baby. Yeah. That's right, baby. Yeah. You get back on that bike. And then he like gets on the phone to brag to his friends. It's amazing, dude. I got her a bike and now she's like totally hot. She's like, off has, my, yeah. she, she looks like she's made out of granite and she's totally <clears throat> off my fucking back. You're just like, <laughs> was, God. Who wrote that? That that wasn't. And then her like weird book report video at the end. It's like it, that's the right, other part. Like, I understand. I need like, you what to make was a vlog. That? That, yeah, <laughs> like where they're sitting down. Like it's a, a vlog class project. And bring it to him. Well, what do you think? And she. That's the. I think that's the saddest part for me. Is they do a like when they first reveal that what we're watching is a vlog of her journey getting a Peloton and using the Peloton that she has made for her husband, it cuts out and she's looking at her husband with like such like 
anxiety, like, is he going to like it? The right. video that I made for have him. I done about good? How, Can I have our pin yeah, number? Yeah, have I done good? Oh, my God. Can I have God, our pin number? Yeah. He's like, he changes the pin number every week. Oh, right. my God. And if she can bikes enough. Can I have financial enough, autonomy in this she relationship? Can, yeah, she gets the pin number if she bikes enough. And, and she makes a good book report. There, I'll tell you, the, the pin number is going to be 1018. When your weight on that scale reads one hundred one point eight pounds, my God, he that is that, like the kind of shit, like right. That <laughs> is disturbing. Like that, that the there's no point in history where that commercial would make sense. Right there, it's not like oh, it's like they're making a commercial forty years ago. Like no, or it's not. It doesn't make any sense. She no. has a job. It's a completely she has, new, weird like Black Mirror type. It's, yeah. Oh boy. Man. Uh, you know, though, I think if I got married, I would give my spouse homework. You know, it seems yeah. like he just gave, he got her a bike and he gave her fucking homework. I'm like, does she get to give him homework? Right. No, definitely he, not. No. She's just concerned that her honey is uh, pleased with the video. He's got he's got one of their kids locked in a panic room. <laughs> and he's like, I will give you the combination yeah. once you hit a hundred miles on the bike. Just a simmering level of like anxiety that exists in that household. There's there's a kid in a panic room in that house, yeah, guaranteed for certain. Right. It's just so. It the, a lot of people. I mean, some people are like, it's not so bad because it's sexist. Well, it, but they're saying it's bad because of the copywriting. Okay, sure. I don't know. The copywriting is also bad, but they're saying how it goes from like. A present story of coming down the stairs, but she's covering her own eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's a scene switch when then she's, she's like, now. Oh my what. god! She's on the she's on the bike, but filming herself. And now it forces the audience to be like, well, then who are we right. to this person with this perspective switch? And then like, well, it, then that suggests that at the unveiling of the present, she like set up a camera. To be like, this is the big moment when I get my present, but she she had to do all of the things I, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Like, right. Oh, for she's sure. she's covering her own eyes. And yeah. then, <laughs> but, but then they're saying like, are we the, the collective we, are we the husband in this? Are, because oh. we're looking at the video she's basically filming for him. Right. right? Well, I think that- So it's all, as they say in this thread, all her work, dot, 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 is for us. Right. Like, and- we are the we're looking at her tormented eyes as the husband. She does look like she's about to cry in every single shot. Yeah. It seems like she's like on the verge of Her eyebrows are very expressive. Yeah. And and like her eyes are kind of glassy too. Like she And then they go and they say the story isn't a personal journey. She does okay. not change. She right. does not overcome. She she does make a lot of facial expressions at us slash the husband stand in. I the think... quote star of the commercial who it's all for is the passive buyer of the product, not the user. Right. Uh, I think that there's like a. Have you guys seen Parasite? Yes. I think that's happening. Yes. That's it's happening. It's a very Parasite. This that's is happening. on the level with that. Like it is as it, it gets at the same like pit in my stomach that that movie gave me. Yeah, right. you're like yeah. now let's explore the house. Let's right. see what's going on. Here. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Parasite's so good, huh? Parasite, yeah. I, I got the screener, but I feel like I need to see it in the theater. You, you should. should see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see it today. Today, Junior. Yeah, I just got stubs. Hell yeah. Got stubs. Uh oh. Did the stubs Durante turn you? Durante turn me. I got stubs. You got bit by a radioactive Durante. Jamie, it's been a pleasure as always having you. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on on the internet 
uh, on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, on Instagram at Jamie Cry Superstar. And I guess I'll just let everyone know when uh, Steve Jobs' ghost approves this this new podcast. But yeah. you can listen to the trailer in some places. Where at? Right now. You can listen to it on Spotify Boom. and Google Podcasts. Uh, it's called My Year in Mensa. And then, uh, yeah, once everything is all sorted out, uh, it will come out sometime this month. So. Mm. Pre-sub if you use those things. And it's going to be good as fuck. sub club. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Ooh. Oh, do you use our voiceover? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you're in it. You and might hear some familiar Anna's voices. And Sophie's in it. Dear Dan is in it. Dan is in it. Uh, Robert's in it. Uh, Danny's in it. Iffy's in it. Jaquise is in it. Everyone's in wow. it. Wow. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I don't have a tweet that I want to share. Great. Bravely. We'll take your time. Yeah. Palmdale, yeah, come back to me. Oh, here it is. Matt Rogers, Matt Rogers at Matt Rogers though though tweeted, "Camilla's essence lives on in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge." (laughs) 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 I don't know what it means, but it made me laugh. Well, now you're a Fairweather Star Wars fan. I am. Yeah, bandwagon. Oh, wait, wait, guys, it's gonna Mikey. It's gonna be. Oh big. man, when when Lou Sty Stywalker Stywalker. Oh my God, it's gonna be crazy. Do you remember when his aunt and uncle and we thought Mikey died exactly. as well, but and then, <laughs> it turned out he did it. And then Rilo Kylie is actually the son <laughs> of Ham Ham Soda and um, Princess Lena <laughs> and Princess Kylie. Yeah Princess Elena. It's yeah. so crazy. Oh, uh, I love it. It's good. It's good. Okay. Uh, Miles, where can okay. people find you? And okay. What's the tweet you've been enjoying, bro? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, find me on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, yeah. with Sophia Alexandra. It's a recap slash uh, game show where we talk about our favorite reality garbage TV show, 90 Day Fiance. Uh, get in while you can. You know, be a K1, a day one, uh, for a listener. Um, a tweet that I like. A tweet? A tweet, I quote. One is from Reductress at Reductress. It says, I don't want a president I can have a beer with. I want a president who has perioded in her pants. (laughs) Very good to know. (laughs) Uh, Also, Blair Saki. If I do end up marrying a comic, it's going to feel like losing a bet to every single person I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would you ever marry a comedian? Uh, no. You, do you have a rule? Like, would you ever say, I would never marry another comedian? Well, everyone makes that rule, and then everyone breaks that rule. I've dated a lot of comedians, and it's uh, never been a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Sorry. Yeah. Bad idea. Wouldn't recommend it. So Netflix US at Netflix tweeted, what's something you can say during sex, but also when you manage a brand Twitter account? And Kettle Brand Chips tweeted, you can go elbow deep in me. And then <laughs> Joel, oh, I hate that. Joel Nylian tweeted, ah, relatable brands tweeting about fisting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a track from Young Bay, B-A-E, okay, get it right, Uh, and it's called I Want Ya Back. Mm. Want Cha Back. And look, hey, starting the week, get your shoulders going, get your hips moving, get your toes tapping, uh, and, you know, just keep 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 on keeping on. Mm. And keep checking in with us, because we love you. 
All right, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for today. We'll be back this afternoon with another quick check-in, Daily Zeitgeist Trends, and then another podcast tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.